For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. For another episode of Believe in Kentucky, Vinny Hardy here, AG, Aaron Gershon there, Cat's Paws fame. What's going on, AG? Not much, man, but a nice little busy week down in Florida on vacation, but uh, plenty to talk about UK-wise, football and basketball, and uh, you know, we're getting close to football season, just a little under 40 days away, and got uh, UK Football Media Day next week, a couple pressers coming up, so it, it's heating up, that's for sure, and you know, you see the NFL guys back in training camp, so as a fan, you love seeing that, and getting that time of year, so baseball playoff run, all, all good stuff sports-wise and uh, personal-wise. Yeah, now see, <clears throat> you mentioned baseball. Of course, we're going to get to all the UK and the football stuff. I don't ever root for the Yankees. Ever, <laughs> you are now. Ever. And y'all letting me down. You I know. Me? I don't mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I need to calm down. I'm, I, <laughs> They're letting me down too, man. I got, you know, I'm from, that's my home. So all my buddies from back home that are Mets fans are blowing up my phone and have been all week. And I just want to turn my phone off and throw it away. It's been, so that, it hasn't been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going well tonight either. So yeah, hopefully like, that changes before uh, we post this, but not so fun. Because Atlanta already lost to Philadelphia earlier today. Yeah. And and so, the Yanks yeah. are down 2 nothing, middle of the sixth. They keep hitting line drives right at people and mm. can't do that against Max Scherzer. So not fun. <laughs> mm. well, I thought, you know, when I saw the Yankees coming up for the Mets, I'm like, yeah, that's you – know, Yankees will take them down a few pegs and we can – you know, Atlanta's right there, game and a half or so out, and you know we can we might be in first place in it this week. And I said, "What the Mets won game one? What is that? Wait a minute!" That that was about my reaction. Not not happy. <laughs> and you know they got off to the hot start. Okay, and I thought they would have already fizzled by now. Uh, you know, the Mets know. they always fade, and they're they're lasting a little longer than I thought. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta still got time to get them, but. They're surprising me, and I hope they go ahead. And I hope start. they fizzle too. I can't stand the talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Subway Series, and if they, well, this four game series, right? Two, but they don't play. They play the last two in August in the Bronx. So, I oh. mean, you can say this is a sweep because they it's a you know it, the, the series doesn't pick back up again until August, but this is it until then. So yeah. it, it sucks at the moment. <laughs> they win tonight, which they're they're in City Field, right? They're at City Field, so you got they got nine outs to play with down two. They won't shut up, like you said. If they win these two, they'll it'll be a sweep in their minds. 
<laughs> yep. Oh man, my phone's already. It's been blowing up all night and yesterday, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, we'll switch on up to UK, man, and and you know hope the Yankees can rally. I I can't even uh, I just said that. I'm really uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. If the Braves are playing uh, someone in our division, and I like the Braves, I was born in Atlanta, so I have no animosity. So. Yeah. Well, those all those you know, those World Series where y'all yep. hearts out. I can't, you know, I'm still bitter, still bitter. <laughs> but we, like you mentioned before we start recording, there was a little more UK news than than we thought. You know, on football yeah. side and basketball side, this past week has some has some action. Had had a transfer out in football. Had a big time recruit come make a commitment in basketball. So, you know, a lot of stuff happening, man. Absolutely. And, you know, starting on the football front, it's funny because we talked a little bit about the future of the quarterback position here uh, a little bit last week after media days. And obviously, um, you know, you're set with this year with Will Levis, but next year is a, it's a big question mark because they haven't really, they didn't add anyone recruit uh, freshman wise for 2022. So it's a position that they felt pretty good about the depth they have. And now, you know, Bull Allen, who is a four-star recruit and a guy obviously uh, from Lexington that they kept home and a legacy player, his dad played in the UK in the eighties um, has decided to enter the portal, which it makes sense. I mean, he's in year three um, at school and he has not gotten the chance to start. And that was after he was a pretty, pretty high profile guy. And um, the, the red flag for me with why I thought this move was possible is going back to the spring ball, um, Rich Scrangrello after the spring game, when really uh, I'd say Deuce Hogan played the best out of the backup group. None of them really played great, especially Bo. I thought he looked the worst of the group, unfortunately. Um, he said that it's an open competition for the backup spot. And for a guy like Bo Allen, you know, who kind of fought and, was stuck behind Joey Gatewood and was that third string guy his freshman year. And then last year, obviously, was behind Will, who transferred in to kind of take that job away. Um, it, it's been it's been tough for, for Bo to find playing time, and he still has uh, four years of eligibility. But it seems like the new coordinator, Rich Grangrello, just didn't see Bo as the future guy. And, you know, maybe it's just something that works out for both parties. And I think uh, the really high on Deuce Hogan, who – you know, people are like, what? He was a walk-on. But this is a guy who was a top 450 recruit by 247, three-star there, but four-star in other um, outlets. And he was a guy that Iowa had pretty high hopes for. It didn't work out there. So they're hoping that he's going to be um, – my guess is he's going to be the number two. And Kaya Sherwin, who's a – I believe he's a red shirt freshman, so second year in the program. Uh, is going to be the most likely the third string. I'm sure he'll have a chance to win the backup job, but I, I don't really see Kaya uh, as a future starter either. So I think all this means is uh, you want to study quarterbacks around college football who are either backups that don't win their job or are starters, and maybe there's a coaching change or something after the year, uh, because I think it's going to be a transfer portal addition uh, that's going to be starting under center next year. Yeah, and uh... – We've seen the success Levis has had and poised to even have more this year. And uh, Scangarello's offense, you know, does what Liam Cohen's did. There'll be guys wanting to, to line up and play at Kentucky. So Bo probably saw the writing on the wall. Uh, and like you said, you, you can't blame him. 
No. Want to go where you can get some run or have an opportunity. Um, he would just get in since he's been there, kind of mop up duty and and you know the Exactly. game's in hand and he gets to throw a pass or two, just kind of you know that kind of deal. We were asking last week, is it was the arm strength? He didn't have a huge arm. <clears throat> Right. you don't have to. I mean, we've seen you know Drew Breeses and Joe Montana types kind of anticipate throws, but. Uh, You 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 kind of always fighting that uphill battle when you got you know guys that do have rocket arms and fit your system better Yeah. and it's it's kind of the situation he found himself in. Yeah, and the game's changing. He's also not really, he's kind of just an old fashioned pocket passer, I think, from what at least the small sample size we've seen in both the spring game and then, like you said, when he's kind of coming in mop up duty. And I think maybe, I don't know how much mobility is really there either. And that's such an important part of the game now. Um, I think Deuce Hogan is known for having a little bit more mobility than him. And, uh, I think you're going to see, I mean, you're not going to, it's going to be really hard to replace Will Levis, but I think they're going to try to find that type of guy, a bigger quarterback who has the big arm, like you said, but can also tuck it and run uh, with some confidence. And just looking how things are now, I, I just don't see it coming anywhere else other than the transfer portal, because uh, just looking at our 24 seven service, uh, 21 quarterback offers. And most of those guys are off the board, like the Malachi Nelsons and the, and the Arch Mannings of the world you were never going to get anyway. Um, so really the only quarterback, it looks like they have a good chance of getting um, is Jacob Jones. Who's a low three-star recruit. Who's actually at West Jessamine. So right down the street uh, in Nicholsville. So um, he's probably not a guy who, even if you get him, is going to be your starting quarterback next year. Uh, he's probably kind of falls in that Kaya Sherwin bin of really nice in-state talent. Let's see what he could do in a depth spot. Um, so it, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting. There's definitely, that's kind of what makes this transfer portal thing fun. It's almost like free agency when you kind of learn who's going to be out there and you can go back and watch the highlights and watch the full, the full tape of those guys and kind of say, okay, maybe he's a good fit. I like what he did in this offense that's similar to UK's or whatnot. So, um, it, it's just most likely going to come down that route, but it also, I will say this, you got to keep Will Levis healthy now. I mean, uh, I think as as much as maybe the coaching staff didn't have confidence in Bo Allen, he definitely was probably the most talented guy uh, behind Will and definitely was the highest profile recruit behind Will. So uh, it's going to be really, really important to keep him upright and keep him, uh, you know, making the right decisions, tucking the ball, making sure he slides or gets out of bounds uh, to avoid danger because they got to keep him upright, the quarterback position behind him. That's definitely, it was already a question. Now it's a big question mark. As hype as everybody got when he trucked uh, Blaze Aldridge uh, in the Missouri game, Yeah. want to see less of that, you know, like you said, just uh, make some business decisions when it comes to the contact, even though you are 6'4", 230, and, you know, physical dude, just maybe minimize some of that um, and cut down Yeah. on interceptions and, and big, big time licks. The legacy part of it, though, with, with Allen, with his dad playing for Kentucky, it just speaks to how far the program has come because we've, we've seen so many legacy guys not even give Kentucky uh, the time of day. You know, Jamal Yeah. Adams, his, his dad, George Adams, was a running back. Jamal wasn't trying to come to Kentucky, you know, and he's been in the NFL forever now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zach great Martin. player. Zach Martin played for my Cowboys for a long time. His dad played for Kentucky. Zach wasn't trying to come here. So we've seen the strides the program has made where you, you Yeah. get a legacy kid like a, a Bo Allen. Uh, the excitement that
happened when he committed. You know, he's staying home. He's from Lexington, and oh, and I remember how excited we were. Um, definitely wishing the best, and we understand. Absolutely, go and try to find yourself an opportunity to uh, use your eligibility to get on the field and and, and get some run. Yeah, and he's got four, you know with that COVID year that everyone gets the freebie, and having redshirted, uh, I believe. I think last year counted as a redshirt. I don't think he played in over four games. He's got four years of eligibility. So wherever he goes, even if he does have to sit a year, he can use that first year to learn the offense, and maybe he's the guy next year. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, where he lands. And obviously, yeah, you'd absolutely root for a kid like that. There's there's not much he could have done. You know, Will Levis is one of the guys who's projected to be a first-round pick, and you're stuck behind him. I mean, it's yeah. a tough spot. Uh, he did what was best for him, and that's all he got to do. But really, um, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands because if you look at some of the offers he had at a high school, Washington State, Mike Leach was his primary recruiter, so he's not there anymore. Uh, I don't think Mississippi State's going to be a place with Will Rogers there, and I think he's got another year after this. Uh, maybe he goes the smaller school route and heads to like an EKU or a WKU, but Hey, whatever works for him. Uh, again, this is not a transfer. There should be any, any hard feelings for it. He's in a, he's in a really tough spot and he had to make a business decision for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't say that at the outset, but as always, you can get this episode as well as all the other ones go to believe.com or wherever you get your podcasts, you know, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you get them. Um, it's the number one content network for professionals, Believe Podcast Network. And if you would like to advertise your business or product on the podcast, go to believe.com slash advertise. Aaron and I would love to talk up your business or product here on the podcast each and every episode. So definitely want to make sure we get that in. Also, uh, shout out to our friends at Asia Blue. They put up each and every episode of this podcast on their website, Asia Blue. Speaking of Asia Blue, congratulations to Drew Brown, who just yeah. became father of twin boys, Big Blue Drew. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, that makes father four Father of four. For man, that happened <laughs> quick, too. I, yeah, Drew's my guy. I'm really happy for him. But, yeah, man, he, he had one of his kids – pretty young and his daughter Lily is a baller herself too by the way she's going to be she'll get offers she'll get offers to play uh, women's basketball at the college level she's starting varsity players a eighth grader so you got that in the family he's six six eleven whatever the hell Drew is so, yeah. not quite but you know what I mean he's a big dude, drink of so. water yeah if you saw a picture of those babies too man they're huge they, those are going to be those kids are going to be problems themselves one day so good for him so happy for him and his wife yeah and He's had me on the Kentucky dad pod. I got two boys. I don't have twins. I got, and mine, mine aren't <laughs> oh, he's in for a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that Kentucky dad pod is cool. Just a great idea. He's had a lot of different yeah. dads and, and a couple moms on there to chop it up about raising kids and talking sports. So he's going to be busy for a while, getting those little <laughs> yeah. guys, you know, sleeping and on schedule and until they're toddlers and stuff. So uh, shout out to his wife. Like he said, he called her. Yeah. I'm glad that mom and the babies are both doing good. And absolutely, now that that family just doubled in size. So Ooh. hey, good for them. That's awesome. Milestone. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, we got Bo Allen uh, on the the basketball side too. You talked about we had some news. Uh, oh yeah, you know everybody. Let me, my bad. Let me flip it back to football because I meant to ask yeah. you a couple of weeks ago. I meant to ask you a couple of weeks ago because you come recruiting more deeper than I do. Um, 
Arch Manning, which you said, you know, Kentucky was not going to get or didn't have a chance to uh, get. Was he expected to go to Texas? Did everybody was that the place all along? Or I I, th I really thought that's a good question. I I mean he to his credit, man, he kind of narrowed it down pretty quick. It seemed like it was Texas was always in the running because of his relationship uh, with Steve Starkeesian, who was obviously the OC at Alabama, and I think he started recruiting him to Alabama and kind of continued that relationship uh, when he got to Texas. So. Um, obviously you got to credit coach Sarkeesian for keeping on him, but, um, I, I think I really thought it was going to be Georgia for a while. It really seemed like Georgia had a lot of good buzz. Uh, it seemed like he, he didn't really, he's, he's kind of like his brothers, especially Eli or his uncles, excuse me. Uh, especially Eli, where he doesn't say much. He's kind of, uh, from the interviews and stories I've read that he's quoted and he, he's really just business-like, uh, he wanted to get this decision out of the way so he can focus on his senior year of just being a kid and also playing football and basketball. I heard he's a really, really good basketball player too. So he kind of wanted to just block out the noise and get this decision over with. So it seemed like it was Georgia pretty hot on them. It seemed like Alabama obviously was right there. Uh, and it looked like Clemson and Texas were kind of the other schools. But yeah, I was pretty shocked when it was Texas, just given they, you know, just got Quentin Ewers, who was the number one recruit. Uh, two years ago, just transferred in after one year at Ohio State. So it's going to be really interesting to see if there's a quarterback battle next year or if Ewers ends up going portaling again or what's going to happen. But obviously, I, I think Texas are one of the schools that, you know, there are a lot of people that don't like them, but they're one of those schools that it's better for college football if they're at their best. Uh, they're a storied program. They're in a great football state, probably the best football state. And it's just better when Texas is better. And uh, it'll be pretty cool, especially if Arch, I guess he would be a junior, 23. Yeah, he'll be a junior by the time the Longhorns get to the SEC, assuming that move doesn't happen earlier. So uh, who knows if UK is on their schedule that year. That'd be pretty darn cool. Yeah, for sure. And so, like I said, I meant to ask a couple of weeks ago, but Mike Farrell said that if his last name wasn't Manning, he'd probably be a three-star. So you buy yeah. that. No, nah. no, nah, I don't buy. I don't. I'm not gonna say he's gonna come in and be the best college football player ever, uh, like some are hyping him to be. But man, from everything I've seen and read, uh, he's the real deal. And you know, don't forget his dad, Cooper Manning, was a, an excellent receiver hmm. and only stopped playing football because he got hurt. So you could have had three of those brothers in the NFL if there wasn't an injury there. So the genes from not just his uncles, but his dad are through the roof. Uh, all the tape that I've ever seen of him looks unbelievable. And uh, I haven't really heard much bad about him. So I, I don't think he'll be, I don't think, I think that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a disrespect. <laughs> I don't know what other word to use. I think that's a little bit over the top. Uh, is he going to be the best quarterback ever to play the game? Uh, I don't know about that one. That's pretty hard to do, um, mm. but uh, he's the real deal in my opinion. All right. Yeah. So I said meant to, hit that a couple weeks ago, but just backtracking, throw it in on this episode. Oh, Edwards, Justin Edwards, Cal Hatton got a wing player. You know, we've seen the point guards. We've seen the shooting guards, you know, the walls, uh, Brandon Knight, Booker, you know, the Harrison twins. Uh, you go to the four spot, you know, Towns and Randall and, Holly Stein and Cousins, we've seen bigs. We just hadn't, you know, people want to nitpick. Hadn't really had a big time 
wing player in, in a while. So Edwards checks that box when everybody oh, yeah. thought he was going to Tennessee and, and here he, he decides he's coming to Kentucky to be part of what's looking to be a huge class. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was massive for Cal. Like I said, this kind of, this summer is all about winning the trust back in the fan base. I think right. I'm not saying again, I said, I think I said this last week where I'm not in the fire Cal camp. I think those people are pushing it a little bit, given his final four success, given his, you know, winning a national championship here. I think the last couple of years of fair criticism would be he's lost his touch on the trail He's fallen behind a little bit with the offering early. Offering early means a lot to these kids. And you see they've already gone out and offered some 24s like immediately uh, when that window opened. So I think he's doing a lot of things that the fan base on recruiting-wise has been asking for. And with Justin Edwards, man, I mean, like you said, it seemed like he was destined for Tennessee. and But he said all along he wanted to be at UK. It was kind of the place he wanted to be growing up. And the he – Kentucky just didn't get in the race until a little later. And when they heated up and they showed him, he really, they really wanted him to be there. Well, that was it. That's, that's all it really seemed to be is he wanted the attention. He wanted to be, you know, show that he, he, he wanted to be wanted and that's fair. And as soon as Kentucky did that, it, it all, all the hype went to UK and then a quick commitment on Monday. So I think, I don't know if you saw, there was an interview with Jabari Smith who obviously was outstanding at Auburn. I think he got drafted third overall uh, by the Rockets. So really high, high profile name. And I, he had an interview saying, I wanted to go to Kentucky my whole life. They never recruited me. So if there are players like that, and you know they're UK fans growing up, you, you gotta, if they fit what you want, and I would assume Jabari Smith fit what they wanted, because who wouldn't need, want, need Jabari Smith on their team? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a similar case with Justin Edwards, but they got this one right. And like you said, man, it's shaping up to be a really good class. Assuming DJ Wagner uh, stays, uh, it seems like it's in Kentucky's favor. Assuming the ball stays there, you're going to have number one, number three. You already have number six and Robert Dillingham locked up. You have Reed Shepard, who's just outside. the. Uh, he's number 20, so uh, he's right there, and he obviously put on a show on national television last night yeah. um, against uh, Dillingham. So, and then obviously there's still guys like Mookie Cook, who's the fourth-ranked player, and um, uh, Ron Holland, who's the tenth-ranked player that Kentucky are pushing hard for. So it, it does have the potential to be a historic class, and I think that that's just something – Again, I, I think it's interesting that Kentucky's going to go back to the freshman team after the transfer idea seemed to kind of work last year. But at the same time, the fan base has been calling for it. Sometimes to build back that trust, you got to bend the knee a little bit and just do it. And uh, I think Cal Perry's done, uh, done a really good job, as good a job as you could do uh, recruiting-wise this summer. And I think um, you got to at least give him credit for that. But at, at the end of the day, uh, all the fan base cares about is winning. So even though they're recruiting really, really well for 2023, uh, none of it's gonna, none of that is gonna matter with the fan base if they don't win uh, the 2022-23 season. Yeah, and was it Tennessee threw up the white flag at the Peach Jam. They yep, leave. they left. <laughs> so. They left. They said, you know what? You win that one. And look, uh, Cal has not gotten many wins uh, against Rick Barnes recruiting wise or on the floor. So, and those two guys are pretty tight. And uh, 
the the bragging rights have certainly gone to Coach Barnes. So that's a that's a big win for UK. I know I know they were hot on Kennedy Chandler last year, lost him to Tennessee. Uh, they didn't let history repeat itself with Edwards. So um, th- that's a big recruiting win. And um, it's also big because it's the first big one. Oh, I guess Dillingham was big too, but you, you've already you've already brought in two top six prospects since Jay Lucas left. And I think that was a real concern because Jay Lucas is an up-and-comer. He's very similar to John Shire, who obviously he's now on his staff. He's very similar where – He's an excellent recruiter. He's a great relationship builder. Oh, and he's a, he's a ball coach. He knows ball. He just played college basketball 10 years ago at Texas, not long ago. Uh, Shire obviously played at Duke. So these are guys who really connect with players at a personal level and understand them better than probably John Calipari does at his age, better than Coach K did at his age last year. And um, it, it looked like that was going to be a really tough loss, but Kentucky's done a pretty darn good job so far. Yeah, uh, Coach O getting back has the help, and yes, uh, we'll see uh, what KT Turner does once he gets in there and kind of gets himself established. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's going to be big too because I don't know if you saw last year or noticed, but <laughs> I, I I don't know anything source wise or anything, but man, John Calipari and Chin Coleman with bad heads non-stop last year man they would go at it they did not seem to agree on a lot and I think Chin's a really good recruiter especially because he's kind of he's kind of that point guard specialist where he knows uh point guards really well I think he recruited Ty Ty if I'm not mistaken so he, he's really good with the guards and mm-hmm. man they just they butted heads and I know there were some rumors about him taking another job this year so maybe that's coming uh that could come and you have KT Turner to fill that void because it seems like KT has been a guy hot on the 24 trail. I think he's kind of the guy that's gotten a head start there. And he already has that relationship with Ron Holland, who's a Texas kid and the 10th ranked player in next year's class. So I think he's a massive addition. Yeah. You mentioned Jabari Smith. Was he Jabari Smith in high school when Kentucky was recruiting him or did he maybe bloom late? Maybe was he not on Kentucky's radar? Was he, I mean, you know, I I can't say I remember his recruiting process or remember if he shot up the charts, but he was the number seven overall player in the 21 class. He was obviously a five star uh, power forward who was ranked. Let's see where he ranked the power for power uh, forward rankings. He was the second best power forward in the country, top player in the state of Georgia. So not that far down the road. He was the only power forward ranked ahead of him was one of the few guys who went ahead of him in the draft. And that's Pablo Boncharo, another guy that Cal mm. just lost to, to yeah. Duke. So, but yeah, looking at Jabari's offer list, I, I don't know why Kentucky wasn't involved in that one. I know they made a really strong pitch at a uh, strong push at Pablo Boncharo. So maybe they just had their eggs in that basket and that one went the other way and it was too late for Jabari, but he did not have a Kentucky offer per our guys at 24 seven. He had, Auburn, he had Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, but um, nothing from UK. So, and he said that was his dream school. So maybe, you know, who knows how much different last year looks uh, if you have a top three draft pick <laughs> on that team uh, to go along with some of the guys you had. Maybe, I mean, I know Jabari, had, I mean, he was a freshman himself and they obviously didn't go far in the tournament either, but uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Jabari Smith on that roster. Uh, and paired with Oscar Shibway in the front court could have been something. Now, now and which I don't, I don't know if it was 
does was his mom at Auburn? Did his family have some kind of Auburn tie? Because it seemed like it was, you know, some of those, some of those kids you just know they're going here, and and some other other schools don't even bother. It's like I'm not even wasting my time because his aunt is on the athletic department. So I thought I don't know if yeah, there there were kind of some strong ties where they like oh we we everybody knows he's going to Auburn. We're not even gonna. Yeah, he was. They, yeah. It was definitely all the predictions. Like when he committed to Auburn, there was no suspense. It, it was just, mm-hmm. it was going to happen. But I mean, it just says. I'm, I'm going to read the quote right here. I'm going to pull it up. Or a sea of blue, actually. Our friends over there um, uh, tra- had a quote from it. Said, "When I grew up, I always w- was watching Kentucky, uh, like like Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, all those people. I was always watching them. That was where I wanted to go." When I was younger, I was always saying I wanted to go to Kentucky. That's the school I'm going to go to. But when I got older, teams started recruiting me like I had offers from Georgia, Auburn, LSU. When I started getting offers like that, I'm like, Kentucky, where are you at? So they didn't go at him. They really didn't. And um, he was obviously a 21 recruit. So I don't know. At that point in the game, Jay Lucas is probably just getting to Kentucky because he didn't get here. Uh, I don't think he really recruited the 21 class, I think. Uh, maybe he did recruit the 20. I don't know. My, who knows? But I don't know. He, he, yeah. For whatever reason, I, I just think you chalk that one up to all the eggs were in the Pablo Buncharo basket. And when that one didn't work out, they went to the transfer portal uh, to fill the power forward need. And it kind of worked because they picked Oscar Shibway because that's his natural position. But uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, man, if you had that duo in the front court instead of Keon Brooks or instead of, Jacob Toppin, who was a little up and down, played really well at times, but wasn't that consistent starter yet. I, I mean, who who knows? Skies could have been the freaking limit. <laughs> yeah. So it's all this is uh, maybe the reconnecting with the fans, the those who want to get panicky. All these things maybe are kind of common. That I think so. You 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 have which. I've heard people, and I agree with this too. When you you go to four Final Fours in your first five years, it's it's you're not gonna be able to sustain that. You're gonna you're gonna have a drop off. It doesn't mean you're not working as hard. But uh, you know, my co-host Terry Brown on Cats Talk Wednesday, who was just on Big Blue Insider with you the other night, mm-hmm. uh, he said just because he went to four Final Fours in five years, it's not realistic to think he's gonna go to eight in ten yeah. years. You, you see, you're gonna you're gonna have so all the people that are upset that they've had this little haven't been to a final four since 2015 missed out on James Wiseman and Kate Cunningham and Paul Bunchero. Yeah. And so now we're seeing him hit on guys again. And, you know, now he's got his swagger back and, and all that. So all this kind of soothes that level of anxiety that some people or want to hurting wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does for sure. But it, the one thing, like I said, at the end of the day, that's great and all. And I, I think it's a huge positive and a good sign of the future, but it doesn't change this team right now. And I think that if this team falls and has a similar season to last year, whether it's they have a great regular season and do nothing in the tournament or I don't think I don't think there's any way they're going to have a 2019 or 2020 21 year where they're just the worst team in history. But yeah. if they fall in that in any of those categories, the outrage will be right back. But I just think it comes down to this team. My only concern with the current Kentucky team is they didn't add a second shooter. 
because we'll see what Casey Wallace can bring as a shooter. I think he's going to be an amazing athlete. I think he's going to be kind of a better version of what Ty Ty Washington was with his speed and what he could do on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I, I don't really know much about him as a shooter. What I do know is CJ Frederick can shoot the light out of the ball. And I know that other teams know that too. And they're going to pay a lot of attention to him. They're going to have him doubled and they're going to try to take him out of games. So do they have somebody else that can be that guy who can knock down shots when number their number one shooter uh, is, is, is clamped down. And uh, last year, the answer was no, because Kellen Grady was the guy all year. He had, it really wasn't even defense. He just had a mental and physical struggle with that, the, the foot injuries um, and that wore on him on the end of the year. And they didn't have anyone else to take those shots um, and kind of compensate for that offense. So my concern is just history repeating itself up there. But I still think this team is really athletic. I think obviously getting the national player of the year back is only only a positive. But I still have my concerns, too, about about the point guard spot. I mean, I think you hope Case and Wallace can kind of eventually be that. Are you putting too much pressure on him being the second shooter and point guard? But I just I, I like Severe Wheeler's personality. I like his um, toughness. I like his defense at the point guard position. But the turnovers and the shooting, it's just become such a shooter's game, especially from that point guard spot. That's why you saw Auburn go down early. They didn't have any good point guard play. And that's why you saw Kentucky go down early. Severe Wheeler struggled in the postseason. So um, it, it, they're going to either need Casey Wallace to step up in that role or Severe Wheeler to make, take a, tr- a dramatic step forward on the offensive end. But uh, looking ahead to 23, you can't complain about the recruiting, but you, I, I think fans still have – the right to criticize, criticize until we see it, um, the roster construction for this current team. And <laughs> as good as I, I fully expect them to, to contend, even with oh, yes. roster, they'll be in the mix. Nothing's going to matter to the fan base until the second weekend of the NCAA <laughs> tournament. You got to get past. got to get there. <laughs> right. So everybody's going to wish the season away to get back to where we were right before you played St. Peter's, where everybody's oh. like, oh, we're back. I also think that that Antonio Reeves can be that guy. It's, you know, as far as maybe taking some of the pressure off of uh, C.J. Frederick or, you know, if for whatever reason Frederick's having an off night. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't know if he, he might be streaky. I don't He might not even be as good a shooter. Gonna, there's going to be rust. There's going to be rust with the injury. Yeah, yeah. But I think Reeves has a chance to come in and, take some of that shooting load, you know, if, if the freshmen aren't hitting, which, you know, that, that I, defensively, they, they have athleticism and the length mm-hmm. to be more of what we see from a Cal team. Offensively, it might take a step back until they kind of find their footing. So, but I think, you know, it was Illinois state, but Reeves was, uh, yeah. you know, he was, you know, knocking down shots and, and, and getting yeah. stuff. So if he can just bring that, I think that'll help. Um, maybe they won't. Yeah, they're definitely gonna be looking at Frederick, but uh, oh, yeah. Reeves can can jump in there and and ease some of that. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely an X factor for this team. I mean, he he really he was only a thirty and thirty one percent three shooter his first two years, uh, and then he was up to thirty nine last year. So that right. that's a pretty yeah. dramatic jump. So if that number stays where it's at, or even gets up into the forties, yeah, that that'd be huge. Just uh. If, if he's that guy, great. They just got to find that second guy who can alleviate 
uh, pressure uh, from Frederick. It's just such a shooter's game nowadays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, it was it was tough with with Grady trying to get out the injuries towards the end. Yeah, uh, because he cooled down and and was still forty one percent for the year. <laughs> That's how hot he was. That's how good he was. Yeah, to where yeah. you you have a cold snap that brings you down to forty one percent. That's that's the clip he was shooting at pre-injury and when the offense was rolling and you know, blowing out Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse and you know all the things we saw that team do. Uh, even just a shame that it ended that way. But yeah, I'll give you this real quick. Uh, I actually because I remember when I covered the SEC tournament, I broke down those numbers. So before the before he started to slump, so it, his last really great game was that game against Alabama where he was seven for nine from three. Mm -hmm. And he really stepped up when Severe and uh, Ty Ty were out. He was shooting 45.1% and 46.6 from the field. Between the last six games of the regular season and the SEC tournament, so this is not even counting the St. Peter's game, four for 19 from three, 21.5%, 17 for 45 from the field, 37%. Mm -hmm. So the numbers were just awful. So if they – if they find themselves in that situation again, where if it's CJ or Antonio or whoever emerges as the number one option from deep, they just need that second guy. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You still got your countdown going on for the cat's pose yesterday, Jamin Davis today, yeah. George, a sophomore, J uh, 38, man. And uh, 38. We, are, we are creeping on towards, uh, the culmination of the series, all the work you put in, man, with the hundreds. So, I mean, good stuff for everybody to check out on the Cats Pause. If y'all, we've been talking about it ever since you've been on here, unbelievable. Yeah. Go oh, to the Cats Pause. The last 100 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check out Aaron's work on here, man, because it was, uh, you know, you see a lot of people just go by the jersey number and match it up that way, but you made a list of Stoops guys and, and formulated. 100 guys, all positions all across the board. So that, that took some doing, but you did it. Man. Yeah, man, it's it, it's fun. And, you know, I I didn't get any reactions. I was expecting to maybe get some to Jamin Davis to 39. Now I just want to make it clear. It's nothing to do that he plays for Washington, who I loathe and you do too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I – and I love Jamin Davis. I loved everything he did that year. And better person than player. But it was one big year compared to some of the guys I tried to give – the eggs to or guys who did it for three or four years. Um, so again, nothing against Jamin being a Washington commander, whatever the hell they are now, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, give him, uh, give him credit for the year he had. It was one of the best years by a linebacker UK's had, but uh, just guys um, that did it a little longer than him that I decided to go with over. Him. Yeah. And it just, you know, and again, he, if everything had gone according to plan, would have been sitting the bench to Chris Oates, who we know. I mean, that yeah. that tells us what kind of player Oates would have been. And they just had a camp for him at Beachwood High School. A lot of UK players were there. Levis was there. Um, that was awesome. Good to see that uh, Bradley McKee had a lot of great footage. And, oh, man. He's uh, the man. Yeah. And so just to, you know, still needing funding for him to continue his rehab and, and – keep making the progress he's made but to see somebody that young have a stroke when you're speaking your athletic powers i mean you're closer to that age than i am but 
you know, he was like I said, he's he's ahead of Jamin Davis, who we just saw do what he's done. And yeah. yeah, so to see that happen. So we definitely continue to think about him, the 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 Oak Strong that everybody's done, the Big Blue Nation's gotten behind. The, hope that continues. And um I will say, if anyone see DeAndre Square, man, he broke down in tears uh, when we were at SEC Media Day when he got a Chris Oates question. He is still so much a part of this team, especially the linebacker room. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the class, I think he would was the 2018 class, uh, recruiting-wise to that class specifically, man. He's, he's everything to this program. And I think it's so cool, like you mentioned, Will Levis being at that camp. Uh, Levis obviously wasn't here when Chris got here and he wasn't even here till over a year after the incident uh, Mm. happened and he's still you know taking pictures and doing everything he can with Chris and he's kind of you know the face of the program right now Um, I think that that says a lot about Will as a person it just says a lot about the tightness of Kentucky football and the foundation and the and the program that Mark Stoops has built. So really, really impressive stuff. And obviously just hope Chris keeps taking a step every day. Um, I don't know if he'll ever play football again, but that, that doesn't matter. What matters is he's able to live a happy life and healthy life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That get your priorities back in line real quick when, when something that real life happens. Absolutely. Especially someone that young for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else? Did we cover everything we were trying I think to do? So, man, and we'll have plenty more next week. With uh, uh, right after Wednesday is Kentucky Football Media Day. We usually record these on Wednesday, and uh, so we'll have plenty from that. It's going to be. We'll see if we get a Chris Rodriguez update. Probably not, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but hopefully, get to talk to some of the guys who we haven't gotten to talk to yet, and obviously get updates from the guys we have talked to throughout the spring and. Uh, Obviously, there were three guys last week in Atlanta. So um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing all the media guys um, in one spot again. And uh, it's high gear, man. Uh, there, there's another presser Friday, another one Saturday. So, you know, football's back. It's it's right around the corner, uh, kicking into high gear here. And um, it, it's a mo- it's a real exciting. I think this is like kind of, kind of the most exciting part of the sports here, right? You got baseball heading toward the stretch run. You got football coming back. You got uh, college basketball recruiting's really hot. And then that's, you know, for Kentucky, they'll be in the Bahamas in two weeks yeah. uh, and the season's not far away. So it's a fun time of year. That's right. We'll get some guests on here from time to time with us to get their insights, media members and players and things of that nature. So yeah, a lot of fun stuff coming. Appreciate everybody listening. Oh, check out our friends at Lots of Rain as well. Yes. Lots of Rain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Timeless rich watches made with pride. And like I say, you can be formal, casual, men, women. They got accessories, different designs, different styles, the Seafarer, um, the Red Crest, so many different uh, watches that you can check out in the collection. No need to just pull your phone out when you can put a nice time piece on your wrist. Subnautica, the Voyager, the Atlas, Atlas Midnight, the Mars Atlas. Go through and just check them out. Hit the chat button. Dave, the owner himself, will answer any questions you have. You can make an informed purchase. Uh, lots of different UK players have also gotten on board and endorsed the product. Go to LaTerrain.com and you'll be glad you did. They got some really cool watches there that you can purchase. Man, Aaron getting that last little bit of vacation in perfect time to do it right yes, before 
Everything ramps up. <laughs> get you some downtime. Yeah, man. Stuff out on the beach. Soak up the sun. And like you said, you'll be back hitting the ground running next week. So I hope. Can't wait. The vacation creeps on. It's already Wednesday. I hope Thursday <laughs> oh. and Friday go a little slow for you. Yeah. And, yeah. Before you have to come back to Lexington and get on the grind. I get on the grind. I'm excited for that part. Just don't want to leave this paradise. Luckily, my mom lives here, so I got excuses to come back every every all the all the time I want. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Always gotta come and see mom and absolutely. And it wouldn't matter where mom lived. No, I'd be there. He's in but it's, Florida. it's hey. a big perk. <laughs> It's a big look. I, I grew up in Connecticut and uh, it's cold. This is not. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, hope you enjoy the rest of your visit and your vacation. Appreciate and it. We'll have us another fun episode next week for y'all. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe, retweet, share, tell your friends all about it. And we'll be back next week on another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Football season's on the way. We'll see y'all That's soon. Right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 